Hello and welcome to the 150th episode of Downtime Podcast oh. with Jeremy and Elisa. And today we have a special guest returning, DJB. Welcome back. Yo, thanks for having me back. One fifty, yeah. Can you believe it? Oh wow. my god! <laughs> I've been doing this for like what three years now. That's a milestone. One hundred fifty episodes. I mean, you know, <laughs> congrats. Thank you. So if it's one hundred fifty episodes, okay. I wonder how this is working. If it's a, if we've reached one hundred fifty episodes and we're at three years, that means we do fifty about fifty episodes a year. But that's totally not right because we definitely don't do fifty episodes a year. No, no. So I think I don't two kn- years ago. So I don't know less. how I don't know how we caught up, or I don't know how the math worked out. I I don't know either, but we're here. Hey, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. Um, usually we don't do anything in the past. We have done stuff and we've had ideas, but it kind of just fell off because we got busy. Um, one of our ideas was like reacting to our first episode, but I feel like I don't want to do that because he's just so cringy. I don't want to listen to it again. That sounds like good content, honestly. Well, like I I said, I'd be willing to do it. I would, I'm just going to be drinking heavily during the podcast. I would do it though. I'm just going to definitely not be sober <laughs> okay do you want to do it at 200 then alisa sure okay <laughs> like i said i was totally fine doing it at 100 and our one year and basically any milestone i was fine doing it all right how about we do it next year then we'll do it next year at our three-year mark okay wait jeremy i get it i oh my god jeremy i just mathed. yeah we're actually coming on four years Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. We're like on three. <laughs> we're like three and three quarters of a year now. Okay, that makes more sense. We're on episode. Okay, that checks out. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so four years next February, and we'll do the reaction to our first episode. Yes. Oh god, it's gonna be so bad. But okay, well, if if DJB says he'll listen to it, at least we have one person that was is wanting to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. So what's going on, everybody? How's how's everyone doing? Well, I don't know if the two of you have just heard the news, but California just declared a statewide curfew. So yeah. you cannot be out from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., which, by the way, if you think about it, kind of makes no difference because at this point, because bars are closed, it's not like anything's even open from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. in the first place, except maybe Taco Bell. And Seven Eleven, <laughs> but yeah. Other so, other than that, it's just kind of like, wow. So we have a curfew, like that's crazy. But wait, it's during hours where nothing's even open because things are closed because of the pandemic. So what difference is it actually going to make? Is my question. That's a good question, honestly. <laughs> Plus, like, how are they going to enforce that anyway? You know. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend whose aunt got a fine for driving out past the curfew. This is like a few months ago. Um, so Wait, I guess if you... I didn't even realize we had a confirmed curfew lot like a few months ago. 
it was like in April or May. Huh. Um, they were like driving to a friend's house. They got pulled over, and the officer's like, "Where are you going?" She's like, "Going to the store." He's like, "Stores are closed," and she's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Here's your fine." She's like, "What?" Wow. <laughs> but she was actually going to a friend's house. Um. So yeah, it's real. Just uh, y'all in California, just be what, careful. What city was this in? This is in the Bay. Uh, I forget. Somewhere in the East Bay. Hmm. I can imagine that um, happening in a nice city, but in like the hood cities where, you know, <laughs> cops don't even respond to robberies. I don't know. I can't imagine getting pulled over by a cop just because I'm out driving at 1 a.m. or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, but still, I, I, I encourage everybody to, uh, um, you know, just take heed and <laughs> follow the law. Stay inside. So does that mean you can't order like from Uber or DoorDash or anything because of the curfew? Well, it also just means that if if we're really strictly going to follow the curfew, then restaurants have to close before 10. Yeah. Ah, I see. Damn. Probably sooner, actually. Like, probably 9 o'clock, I would think, because they need to get yeah. home. Good point. Wow. that That is, yeah, I... I I read about it too, and I was just like, "Dude, what the heck?" <laughs> it's I don't know what happened. I don't know what caused it. Like, why are all these people so close together? What 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 made this happen? SoCal. <laughs> you're blaming you're blaming SoCal. <laughs> I'm not pointing any fingers, but SoCal. <laughs> what did they do? Wait, wait, why, why? Why SoCal specifically? If you look at the spread between all the counties in California. The reason, like, majority of all the cases are SoCal. I wonder what they're doing wrong. Like, what what are they doing? Yeah. SoCal people like to go out, though. Yeah. You know? Um, It's a, as someone who's lived in, like, both the Bay and SoCal, like, that is one stark difference I noticed from people who live in SoCal is that they, they spread out a lot. Like, I, you know, I, I grew up in Vallejo and I had a hard time like hanging out with friends from like Concord, which is only like what a 20 minute drive, but they don't want to, you know, people just kind of stay in their own city for the most part in the Bay area. Whereas like in SoCal, people are like, oh, let's go to that restaurant in Artesia and let's go mm. to the Zonku chicken in Glendale, even though we live in Long Beach, you know, just... I've definitely <laughs> been there before. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I am. I'll, you know, I am one to agree with that because I did those exact things in the Bay as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then their drives are a lot longer, including traffic too, which is so crazy. Sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's insane. Well. I know y'all y'all are gonna be good about this whole curfew thing, and I mean, I we basically haven't stayed outside for a long time. We've been you know cooped up in our houses, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, until there's a vaccine, which apparently Pfizer is helping to push out, which is like ninety four percent. What is it? Effective? Yeah, uh, I have fingers crossed for Moderna. And not not because I have stock in Moderna. <laughs> oh wait, do you really have stock in Moderna? I, I do. I do. I do. Oh, I bought stock. Okay. In 
Oh my god! And then they jump because you know they were the first to announce that they have a ninety-five percent or ninety-four point something percent effective vaccine, and uh, and then a few days later, Pfizer and some other company comes out and says, "Oh, we can match that." So, oh, damn. <laughs> You're like, know. wait a second. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> Your investment will hopefully pay off. Yes, but money is not the important thing. The important thing is that everyone's healthy and gets vaccinated. So, <laughs> while wow, there's a dollar sign creeping up in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Stonks. Yes, yes. I don't even stonks. know where that meme came from, but stonks. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not too sure of its origin either. If someone can explain it, the stonks meme to us, that'd be great. <laughs> I just know the photo and the image, and I know it relates to Animal Crossing, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, Elisa, you're playing a lot of? Animal Crossing. Always playing Animal Crossing. With um, a new update. There's a the update. The new update looks amazing. Daniel, do you play Animal Crossing? No, but my wife does. Okay. <laughs> the, the latest update has Thanksgiving... And it's gonna be, it like it's gonna be in the main town hall area, and it looks like there's gonna be a feast of some sort, and then there's gonna be a turkey. I forgot the turkey's name. Jeremy, you probably know the turkey's name. Um, fuck, <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> but yeah, he's got a name. <laughs> he got a name, and you and you give pumpkins to the turkey and the turkey is going to cook food and then for thanksgiving there's a reindeer and you get to uh, sorry for christmas uh christmas eve on the 24th there's a reindeer and you get to bring toys to all the villagers and just a lot of wholesome fun looks like there's some new items being introduced for example the there's a new wallpaper for aurora borealis and i'm definitely going to get that when that seasonal item comes through as well as all of the Christmas DIYs look legit because I'm I just like the way that the ice looks and everything like the ice arches and everything. Like I got an ice arch from like a random villager before, but I but of course I like don't have the DIY yet. So I'm just excited to decorate my place for December and for Christmas. And then apparently I don't know too much about this because i didn't play animal crossing that much before but they're gonna introduce a peacock in january but i don't know what that means i have played almost every iteration of animal crossing and i have no idea what that means either yeah i don't um, know what the peacock is so is it a it might be a new year's thing hmm. i'm not sure um but in, in any case the uh the turkey's name is franklin franklin and the reindeer that, that appears on Toy Day, a.k.a. Christmas, is uh, Jingle, which makes sense. Aww. I don't know why Franklin. Mm-hmm. Franklin's um, a pretty American name. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why Franklin. Um, but okay. But in any case, I, I'm excited for that stuff. Uh, some of the highlights for the new update include expanded storage space. Uh, so... Your previous max was 1,600. Now it's increased to 2,400, so you get effectively 800 more spaces. Have you ever maxed your space before? I did. And then I don't yesterday, get how I... people max their space. I'm sorry. I don't... <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> well, you know, Animal Crossing is all about collecting cool shit. 
and being a hoarder. And I lived True. that to the fullest. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hoarder in that game. Um, and I, uh, I maxed it out. And then yesterday when the update dropped, I went to Tom Nook and I paid for my extra space and I got it today. And I just like put everything that was on the ground in my town and put it in my storage. Nice. Yeah. Worth it. I'd say it's 500,000 bells. If you're trying to upgrade your storage. Oh, that's nothing. Um, I, yeah. I, was, I thought that would be more, but with the amount of money that we've made in that game, Alisa, I think we're fine. Yeah, not to mention a <laughs> not to mention an attic and a basement update's way more expensive than that. So that's nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um I I like to decorate one of my rooms in the house to be seasonal. It's still Christmas themed. Oh, I'm sorry, not Christmas themed, Halloween themed. Um, but yeah, and I think the pumpkins are kind of fitting for um Thanksgiving. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of maple leaves floating around that you can catch. I'm not sure what the recipes are for those, but I'm trying to I'm going to try to find out tomorrow. I'm just going to catch a bunch of maple leaves and then I'm thinking people will give you the recipes, DIY re- recipes no, for maple. The maple no, re- the maple all maple and mushroom recipes are from balloons. It's terrible. Oh no. Yeah. You're going to have well, a good time shooting a bunch of balloons and the majority of them not actually being the DIY recipe. Okay, change of plans. I'm not going to do that because that's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I, cause I tried doing that for the, the cherry blossom thing, and they're like, you have a week to do this. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do all this in a week? There's and I way think, too much pressure. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if I want to go through all that stress again. I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy other games, too. I don't need to spend my whole day playing Animal Crossing. When I get the DIY recipes, like, no kidding, I just actually leave my Switch on when I'm working, and then when I see a balloon, I shoot it down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a good idea. I might try that. It sounds like some some work is involved. <laughs> Not necessarily work, but definitely keeping your eye on the screen when a balloon appears, or if you're listening to it with earphones or headphones, when you hear the whoosh you're like oh god a balloon's coming okay oh i i'll try that tomorrow i'm yeah. gonna see yeah i'm gonna see what's up for sure um but yeah uh excited for more animal crossing stuff coming up um djb what about you what have you been playing lately uh well i've still been playing valorant um i have you know been that's pretty much the majority of my content on Twitch these days is Valorant. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they released the new agent recently, which has, uh, like, you know, for those that um, also are familiar with Valorant, like, it's an agent with three blinds, which, you know, I mean, do we need more blinds in that game? And that's <laughs> that's been frustrating to play with, but, you know, that's just, that's the game. Meta always shifts. But um, other than Valorant... Um, Huh. I I have kind of been um like been tempted to uh play Yakuza. I know that you guys are both um fans of the game, so that's something that <laughs> <laughs> that's something that I've been um like eyeing on. I uh I the have not played yes, any of the games by the yet, way. So I just uh it's just one of those things where I never got around to it. I would like to eventually and hopefully I would, maybe once uh December rolls around and I have more free time. So, yeah. That 
honestly, if you play Yakuza Zero in December or any any Yakuza game in that matter, it is a Christmas like, game. I mean, they all take they mostly take place in the winter time, and Yakuza Zero takes place around Christmas. So it's, I feel like December is the perfect time to play it. Okay, cool, cool. I'll keep that in mind. It's gonna be a good yeah. time. But yeah, um, start with zero. It's it, it's like twenty bucks. It usually goes on sale for like five. Oh wow, that's actually really cheap. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Or I think the lowest I've seen it was five. Um, the uh, it's either five or ten. I I can't recall because I don't really check the prices too often when it goes on sale since I already have it. But yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been catching some of your Valorant streams and um, they're dope, man. I mean. I like the the people you play with are hella funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> the games you play are, or the the matches you when you guys play against people, like, oh my god, everything's just intense and insane. And I'm like, I feel so bad when you get so frustrated. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I need to chill on my streams more often, <laughs> man. I, that's why my my most recent emote that I made on Twitch is just an emote that says "Yo, chill." And so <laughs> I just, my vision is to have people just constantly reminding me with the emote in chat, just chill. <laughs> I don't even play competitively either. You know, that's, that's what's funny. It's like, I don't even play Valorant competitively. I, that's probably why, because I would have so much less chill if I was playing comp. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. I used to play Overwatch competitively and, you know, I was all about that grind and everything and, and Overwatch is, uh, you know, notorious for being a toxic community. Um, have you guys, were you guys into Overwatch at all? Yeah, I was. Okay. Well, yeah, so, um, yeah, I was just, I was, there was so many times where I would just argue with random people and they'd just be so, uh, I mean, like, I'm not trying, I wasn't trying to be toxic, you know, but I'm just saying, like, there's just so many people out there that just like just constantly uh, blame blame people. You know, spew racist stuff all the time just because they're upset in the game. And it's like, so yeah, that's why I just kind of wanted to like not. I wanted to take a step back and like not play competitive and just play for fun. You know, just play just I to have it. fun on a game. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention half of the people that are pissing you off or trying to annoy you are doing it on purpose too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's true. Some people just, you know, they want to troll and and and, and you know, that's just that's that's the internet for you, right? Yep. Yeah. That's true. Um I see that behavior all the time in DVD and it pisses me off. <laughs> But, you know, what are you going to do about it? You're just another keyboard warrior fighting another keyboard warrior. And it's just it's meaningless at the end of the day. You're going to forget about that person when the, in the next game. And so and you move on. Um, and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Um, so I want to go into Yakuza real quick. But before that, before I started Yakuza and I, I, I was telling Elisa this last podcast, um, I was playing Costume Quest 2 and I beat it and I had this like new like refreshed energy towards playing an RPG and kind of in a sense that I wanted to prepare myself to play Yakuza like a dragon. Um, and then, as you both know, I started Final Fantasy X. I, uh, I bought I bought it for like 12 bucks on the PlayStation Store. And um, I was telling Elisa that it was actually you, DJB, who told me to play 10, And she got really excited. She got really hyped. <laughs> 
that because um, ten I- is the best game. <laughs> well, I'm, so I, I, there's I, legions of Final Fantasy fans that would disagree, you know, because everyone has their favorite. <laughs> I mean, everyone I would... has their favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted both of you on here because you're both Final Fantasy fans, and yeah, I just. I I know almost nothing about the franchise other than there's beautiful music, there's great characters, there's a great story. Um, and I, I was told by you, DJB, to play 9 at some point, too. And, and Elisa Which is the second favorite! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you guys, like, obviously Elisa's favorite is 10, but, like, yeah, what do you love about 10? And DJB, what are your favorite... I think I already asked you this before, but what are your favorite Final Fantasy games? And yeah, I just want to hear what you guys have to share in common um, when it comes to Final Fantasy. Sure. Do you want to go first? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, go go ahead, Elisa. Okay. Well, there's a lot that I, there's a lot of positives I could um, talk about with the Final Fantasy series uh, with a bunch of their games. But the reason why Final Fantasy X resonated with me a lot is I just um, if I had to choose two things one would be the original soundtrack and then two would be the storyline I really like the storyline for Final Fantasy X it's very much um, like a different take of a hero's journey because you have like do you where are you at right now Jeremy I um, (laughs) careful oh yeah 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 (laughs) Um, if you could, if you could do your best to keep it spoiler free, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, I'm on the island. Um, I found oh, what's her face, the priestess, Yuna. Yuna, and then she's like, "I gotta she's go." She's the best girl. Just saying. I gotta go. <laughs> she's she's pretty great, and she's like, "I gotta go do." My... <laughs> <laughs> she's she's like, "I gotta go do my mission." And I'm like, "All right, cool." We sail. We're sailing, and then we arrived at like a town, and there was like. Uh, there was an event that happened to the town, and now I'm in the town. I see. Yeah. Right. She had to do the setting, um, the dance scene. Did you get that far yet? Oh, was she sent the people over to the other side? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I passed that. Okay. Nice. <clears throat> Very nice. I gotta say though, the voice acting, I'm just like, <laughs> some of it, I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it's dated, but. It, this, to be fair though, this was the first game in the Final Fantasy series that incorporated voice acting. Yeah, um, the and first is, PlayStation Two game as well. Oh, is it? Oh, I, I didn't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's like two thousand, so early, mm. early days of video game voice acting. <laughs> that that's true. I played um, Sonic Adventure, and that came out like what nineteen ninety nine, and that also has voice acting, and it's just as bad, or if not worse, than Final Fantasy Ten. <laughs> <laughs> so when I heard it, I was just like, oh, this is definitely a product of its time. Oh, yeah. I think it lives up to, I like, I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's still playable right now. If, I think I've said this before, but they've remade Final Fantasy VII and it looks really good. But Final Fantasy VII set in an industrial-like world. Uh-huh. and it's very steampunk but if you remade final fantasy 10 and all of the different environments and places that you have in cities and towns that you have to go through in that game that would be a gorgeous beautiful game especially like when you're in the forests and in the lakes and it's just sure. like i can like it 
would just look amazing to me if they ever remade it to the current graphics that we have right now. Sure. But in my opinion, the game, the remaster still looks really good. Yes, totally, yeah. totally. <clears throat> I completely the, agree. There's still like, what, another maybe two parts of Final Fantasy VII Remake that are supposed to come out that don't yes. take place in the city? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. All right. And we don't know when that is. Square Enix was like, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out in 2021. Everyone's like, what? No way. <laughs> like, there's no way. You said that last time, and Fingers now look. Yeah. <laughs> right? Guess what? Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out in 2012. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Seven years later. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, so Elisa, what, what, um, I know a lot of people will say, you know, I mean, obviously, 7 is the most popular final fantasy game by far to call like people's favorite so what in your opinion 10 versus 7 like what puts 10 over as opposed to 7 for you one of the things that i like about uh, like about 10 is i feel like i cared about every single character that's on your party i think that this game okay. does a really good job developing all the different storylines of your party and um and it's just when all of these people join your part even though you're fulfilling a mission of titus it's like when they all contribute to the story it's like everyone like connects and i like the way that that occurs as well as definitely the original soundtrack i think just brings it above seven in my opinion um that being said it like it it being the first playstation 2 final fantasy the soundtrack actually uses like it's it's less um 8-bit sounding definitely sounds more orchestral but i just think that uh, it's nobu uematsu i believe but he just does an amazing job with the final fantasy 10 soundtrack and ma and making it feel like you're in all of the towns and just oh, yeah. like whatever environment <laughs> yeah wherever you are it just you feel it um but ultimately I find the storyline for Final Fantasy X um, integrates everyone a lot more, and I like the way that it wraps from beginning to end. Sure. I mean, in the same way, I think the battle system, you know, integrates the party so much more than all the other Final Fantasy games. Oh, totally. As well. You know, the fact that you can swap them in and out as opposed to, like, the other games. Um, yes. <clears throat> but, I mean, as for me, like, even though six is my all-time favorite, um that's uh, my third favorite oh really okay cool <laughs> we're meant to be friends i'm just saying <laughs> yeah there you go i knew it i knew it i knew it well so the reason why jeremy i suggested 10 to you first is well one because the remaster hd remaster came out fairly recently um and uh it's also kind of like the halfway point between like the classic games versus like the more modern type of uh, Final Fantasy games that you'll see in 13 and 12, 15, I guess, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and plus I think that, you know, that that era, like the PS2 GameCube era is that that's kind of like your era, right? So I think that yes. was <laughs> that was my reasoning. <laughs> and on top of that, everyone loves 10, like very few people dislike 10 i I've, I've yet to come across a final fantasy fan that's like ah, i didn't really care for 10 that much you know oh <laughs> i mean i'll hear that about eight all the time 
Eight is very controversial. You know that one's definitely divisive. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is that? Because it wasn't seven. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> seven what? two. That's. <laughs> oh, I see. And then because yeah, oh okay, but then the, nine is the different thing because is, um, a lot of people were introduced to the uh, the, the series through Final Fantasy seven. Um, mm. You know, Square marketed the hell out of that game. And so that was the first game for a lot of people in in on the uh, on that era um, of the PlayStation because it was like one of the first JRPGs on the PlayStation, and it was marketed uh, like very largely. It looked beautiful, the music, everything. It you know, so so everyone got into Final Fantasy around like uh, that era, um, and then when Final Fantasy VIII dropped. Not to mention seven kind of ended very openly and not really like it didn't like wrap into a neat little bow like a lot of the other games do. Um, And so when eight dropped and it had nothing to do with seven whatsoever, people are like, what the hell? (laughs) I want to know what happens to Cloud. Yep, completely different cast. And Aerith and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's my opinion. I think that's my theory as to why people dislike eight so much. But Mm. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then I guess, and people like nine because it's not eight. Huh. So in my opinion, I think that eight and seven, they're completely different games, completely different Mm storylines. But some of the characters do, in a sense, um, they don't resemble each other, but it's like, you can kind of... You can kind of see that they're from like the same universe so you can perceive it as oh eight was just trying to be like some sort of different copy of seven sure nine is a complete like nine's completely different though they just went in a completely different direction with nine got it Mm -hmm. yeah and i'll be honest like um even though i did recommend nine like when i first played nine i wasn't feeling it that much i didn't care for it that much um second playthrough i enjoyed it much more um and i appreciated it much more but the first time i played through it because i had like i had grew up on six seven and eight and they're all like very mature um uh they're the themes are very like uh deep and dark i mean in, in like six there's like a there's a suicide scene, like in a, a game on the <laughs> Super Nintendo, no less. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. You know, in seven, you see like a character, like getting, uh, like a main character that you actually like getting killed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in eight is all, all, in some ways, eight is like about demonic possession. I don't know. So, so when you get to nine and it's very like juvenile and like a storybook type fantasy, and the characters are much younger. Um, uh, and they're very very cartoony and stuff like that. Like I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that and I wasn't feeling that. And that's probably why I didn't care for it the first time I played through it. But once that expectation was like um you know, uh alleviated, I guess I just um I could appreciate it more for for what it was. It was just a, a different type of Final Fantasy game. So so yeah. I, I, I do like nine. Uh, I guess when I was first playing through it though it's just uh i had different expectations and i think that's why a lot of people also disliked eight because they had other expectations as well oh okay i see i see 
Wow. I think when I play the Final Fantasies and just a lot of uh, JRPGs, for that matter, I'm so used to the storyline being completely different in the next game unless they specifically establish, oh, this is 10 part two or this is seven, the remake. So um, for me, when I played a lot of the Final Fantasy games, it was pretty easy for me to get into um, or just like completely disassociate myself from like the previous game just because I'm used to knowing like, oh, it's going to be a completely different storyline and written in some different way with a different cast. So. I, I usually I try my best to not carry any expectations from the previous game when I play. That's you know that you bring up a good point because I wasn't too familiar with the franchise and I thought every single game connected to each other because they all they're all numbered sequentially. Um, and, and you know to the average person when they see that they're like okay this is a sequel should I play the other the first few games and the answer for Final Fantasy is no but if you watch a movie franchise like the Fast and Furious you're like holy shit this is the ninth one I have to watch all the other movies <laughs> like if you want like the final the Fast and Furious movies aren't like number three is gonna be about drifting and number five is gonna be about dinosaurs you're like what the heck wait, wait aren't these sequels like no they're not they're just standalone movies but why is it five and you're just like just, just that's just the fifth one that came out but which is the case for Final Fantasy, because a lot of the people don't understand that Final Fantasy isn't always going to be sequentially sequeled to each other. Like they're all mostly they're all standalone games. Um, I find that really interesting that it's a franchise that can still do that and get away with it. And w- with people understanding that, because usually when you see that, you're like, OK, do I need to play all the other games? And oh, the I answer mean, is no. That that led to a lot of confusion. And I'm uh, I wonder if they regret it, honestly, because, you know, like. Um, when I first played six, I called it Final Fantasy three because oh, because in uh, um, they never released in the West Final Fantasy uh, uh, three, four, and five. So we got Final Fantasy one and two on the NES, and then on the Super Nintendo we got Final Fantasy six, but in the West they named it three. <laughs> so. So that's why, like, it was very confusing for a lot of people. And um, and finally they realized, okay, we're going to drop seven. We're just going to call it seven. <laughs> so, and that was probably a smart thing that they did too, um, instead of calling it four. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, mm-hmm. it confuses a lot of people. And I, I kind of wish they would not do that anymore, you know, especially when they started naming the MMOs numbered Final Fantasy games. Um, but, eh. Whatever, it's all right. <laughs> That's how they want to do it. Because honestly, like, whenever I see a game like, uh, um, I know there's a lot of fans, but uh, of Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, uh, Final Fantasy Type O, I feel like okay, I can skip those. They're not a numbered Final Fantasy, so I'm I'm not too like determined to play them. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I actually have Crystal Chronicles on GameCube. I have yet to play it though. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I heard um, it's I know a it got re. Game. Yeah, same, same. And I heard it got remastered for like PC and modern systems. Sure. Um, but I kind of want to play it on the hardware that was meant to be on, <laughs> just to feel nostalgic for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah. So. Going off of Final Fantasy, I wanted to talk about Yakuza. Um, Alisa, uh, where, where where are you at in the current game? So, 
right now I'm in chapter three and I'm now in Yokohama. And I wanted to talk briefly about how, you know, going off of talking about JRPGs and Yakuza Like a Dragon takes on a turn-based JRPG style battle system. It was funny because there's a point where you're going into a sewer system and you don't, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but you go into a sewer system and you're fighting cronies, you're fighting a bunch of thugs, and then there's a point of no return where they say, all right, so we're going to go up this elevator. And when we go up this elevator, that's it. And it was funny because in that moment, because uh, now I'm thinking like a turn-based game, I'm looking at my stats and I'm just like, oh God, I'm not prepared at all. So I ended up farming in the sewer <laughs> for about two nice. hours before I actually went up to the elevator. And it's just such a weird thing to do in a Yakuza game that, wow, I'm because because normally it's like because normally it's just kind of like, um, in my opinion, it's easy to play a Yakuza game and you're fighting through the town and you're defeating enemies and you don't have to really worry that much about farming everything kind of seems one-to-one but now i'm now as someone who overthinks every time when i play turn-based games i'm just like oh god i don't have enough potions i don't know have enough like things to heal paralysis or bleeding i don't have enough things to heal mp and so now i just found myself farming like i would and by the time i played the um the first boss i like totally beat him in like five minutes nice <laughs> nice nice and i was just like wow this is gonna be an interesting um like playthrough just because i'm thinking differently now in how i play the game whereas in if it was a beat him up i just i'm just kind of like oh like even if i'm a little bit under leveled like i know how to dodge i know how to do all these different moves and it's not mm-hmm. bad and now i'm like oh i got a buffer itchy each time now <laughs> so yeah. it, it's such a different it's such a different way of thinking when i play like a dragon Yeah, no, I I agree because I'm coming from that brawler mindset with very little JRPG experience, and I usually just attack everything. That's that's what my mindset is. Yeah, but now exactly. I, I've yeah, and and now I've gotten to the point where I've leveled up all of my characters to a point where they have certain like debuffs they can use against other characters, and I've been utilizing some characters to focus on that, and then the big hitters to just go in there and do their job. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure this is how what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and um, I found that to be really effective. Um, to to kind of add on to what you did in the sewers. So after I finished the sewers part, I was like, I, I want to do something else because, and I also wanted to buy more things, but I was so fucking broke. I was like, I didn't want to keep running back to like that homeless area and then like, like, you know, resetting the status for everybody. I wanted to like find a way to make money fast. So yesterday 
Um, I don't know if you're here yet, but like, remember how there's a real estate mini game in Yakuza Zero? Yeah, but I'm not there yet. But yeah, there's a well. This isn't really a spoiler, but there's a business management game mini game in the in um in like a dragon, and you can make a lot of money from that mini game if you play your cards right. And I spent two hours playing that game yesterday, and I made so much money that. I recommend it to you, Elisa, because you could you could just go into any store and buy whatever the hell you want, and just walk out with all like your pockets full of like, de paralyzer stuff, and then like, you know, like a bunch of food to refill your mana and health. Um, I really need it. I'm broke as hell in this game. Yeah, right now. exactly, exactly. It's just like in real life, you gotta you gotta find a way to grind and get money <laughs> so you can get out the struggle phase. I got no money. <laughs> I'm collecting cans. I'm looking under vending machines and trash bags oh. <laughs> if there's any money. I need some help right now. <laughs> it, it, this, DJV, this sounds like real life, but you really do have to collect cans, and you really do have to look underneath vending machines for money in this game. And then on top of that, you got to smash your, your bike into other people collecting cans so that they don't win the the can collecting game, too. <laughs> and they try to smash you, and it's so stupid. <laughs> it's... It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, play the business management mini game when you get to it. I and will. like just just play it for two hours. Like trust me. Even if you aren't far in the story. And okay. and just just do your best and you you trust me, you will get through it and you'll end up like a multimillionaire and you're gonna be like, I can afford everything now. Oh <laughs> like, it's, I need it's to be great. rich. I'm down. Yes. That's what I said yesterday. I was like, I'm going to be fucking rich. So I just played that for two hours. I got rich. I'm like, let's buy everything. Hey. <laughs> so, yes, I, I kind of stopped in the middle of the story just to do that. So that's kind of where I am. Um, for sure. But, yeah. Uh, but I, I just I want to say this again, like to, to you, DJB, like whenever you get a chance, man, play Yakuza 0 and it'll just kick off, hopefully kick off your whole phase to play the rest of the yakuza games because they're they're beautiful everything every single game is a work of art yeah i mean okay i, I definitely look forward to playing them i think the one that i play i first tried to play was on the ps3 i know that i it was was it four i don't know i mean how do you guys feel about that one i wasn't sure uh, like I, I didn't know what game would be good to start with so i just kind of like picked up the most recent one when i tried getting into it so what was the one that was on the PS3 or what? Uh, um, I, think I think it was five, three, three through five, three through five. Okay, the then maybe it was four then, because yeah. Four. So I mean, how do you guys feel about that one? So I haven't finished four, but I did hear that four is the shortest Yakuza game. Is that right, Jeremy? Yeah, three yeah. and four are really short. I consider three and four to be one game. Um, with five being yeah. the longest I've played, I think they wanted five to be the end. But then I don't know, like that's because I felt so long. But then you know, six came out, and I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with three and four and five. Um, five is really good, but three and four, I think together are are a good story. But separately, they're really short. They're like they're the shortest, as Elise just said. Okay. Okay. So so again, you say you recommend starting with zero. And then from there I go, what, just with the regular numbers? Yep, just yeah. go up numerically because okay. it'll all the story will all make sense. And um, the, it, it like they take place from the early from the 1980s all the way up to like today. Um, so it'll be 
kind of jarring to do different things in those games. For example, in Yakuza 0, Kiwami, and, um, well, I guess, yeah, Kiwami 2, you have to go to phone booths and save. You can't just, like, press start and save. <laughs> like, okay. they're, even, yeah, even though these games came out, like, in 2015 plus, like, they still had that feature. I'm assuming it's just because that's how the devs wanted to incorporate saving in the game. Um, but yeah, definitely start with Zero. It's got very, it's got lots of 80s vibes. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a great game overall. It's a great RPG, a great brawler, a great beat em up. Cool. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I know you've probably heard this already. I was just, I was, you know, I was gushing to you last time we talked about this. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so cool. Um, oh, moving on to yeah. Well, one thing I want to mention real quick about um, Nanba. I met Nanba. Nice. So I don't know much about Nanba yet, but I have a feeling this is gonna be a staple in my party. And oh. I remember, and so Nanba is just the person that Ichiban meets in Yokohama. He's one of the first people that you meet, and Nanba um, actually helps helps you with an injury. And then, and then when I first when I was first talking to him, because my because my like video game instincts come up, I was just like, huh, I wonder if this Nanba guy is going to be a mage of some sort because he did this thing in the storyline. So I wonder what's going to happen. And then it's kind of like, he's not really like a full on, like, like white mage. Like I expected. He's kind of more like a black. Mage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, he, I realized that too. And I was like, this guy's amazing. And I think I really do think that he might be a staple to my party. I like this guy so far. So and it's what's what's hilarious is in in um in typical RPGs, the mage person is accustomed to holding a staff of some sort. And this freaking guy Nanba is not holding a staff, but he's holding an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, the clear plastic umbrellas he's that you He's holding a in clear Japan. plastic umbrella. <laughs> And then it was amazing because he calls out this magic move and it's a, it's a, it's a light ma- it's a it's a light magic move and it's a freaking move to call pigeons to <laughs> to attack your enemy. Yeah, he throws bird feed at someone and the pigeons come out of nowhere and just start eating at that person. <laughs> and I was just like this guy's amazing. That's all I have to say about him so far. But I have a feeling I'm going to I really like this guy a lot so far. I love that, he, and adding to the mage part of it, he puts up his hood when in battle. If you notice people's costumes, yeah. Oh, bit. you're right. You're right. Yep. 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 And he puts up a hood, and then he, yeah, he holds the little umbrella like a staff. And I'm just like, this is. I was telling my brother like, this dude's just a mage, and he's like, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's. I I'll I'll say, I'll say other details, but I want you to get further first. For sure, I do like him so far. He's great. He's one of my favorites. For sure. Um, okay. Moving on to news. I want to talk about the Capcom leak. Okay. So, I'm, I'm excited because I don't know what this is. <laughs> so someone hacked into the Capcom servers um, and a bunch of sensitive data was leaked. Like one terabyte of sensitive data was leaked earlier this month. Um, and... Uh, 
it came out that there were some projects in the works. And some of these are really interesting. That And some of them, I think, are, were already a given. But um, I'm going to list them off for you guys because I think some of these you might be like, oh, wow, okay, that, that I knew that was coming. Or maybe you're like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that was in the works. Uh, okay. So I don't know if these are true, but these are apparently from the leak and they're rumored to come out. So starting from the top, we have Resident Evil Outrage Q4 2021. I, maybe it's a sequel to Resident Evil Village. Maybe it's a mobile game. Maybe it's a side game. Like, who knows? Um, Dragon's Dogma 2, Q2 2022. Um, Street Fighter 6, Q3 2022. Wait, Jeremy, how far in the future are these leaks? Or, like, uh, this supposed timeline? Um, Well, what do you mean? Like, this, this came out recently. Oh, no, no, no. What I mean is, is like... We, we, like, the, it's leaked to, Q, it like, the leaks are for Q3 of 2021? That's crazy oh, or the, that we've these, reached that far. These go into 2024. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're planning ahead, yeah. and it all got leaked. That wow. Sucks, That's crazy. That is a yeah. leak. <laughs> yep. Hey, wait, I'm not done. We're st- I'm still going. Hold on. We got oh, a few more. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so Street Fighter Six in Q3 2022. Uh, I knew that. I I felt like that was coming. I'm like, okay, well, um, Mega Man match Q3 2022. Resident Evil Four remake Q4 2022. Wow. Oni Musha new work Q4 2022. Monster Hunter Six Q2 2023. Biohazard Apocalypse. For those that don't know, Biohazard is the Japanese name for the Resident Evil franchise. Um, Q3 2023. Super Street Fighter 6. Q4 2023. Final Fight Remake. Q2 2024. Ultra Street Fighter 6. Q4 2024. Captain Commando. Q4 2024. And finally, Resident Evil Hank. Q4 2024. I don't know what the hell that is, but... This is the leak I, of all leaks, if I've ever heard of a leak before. Yeah, wow. Right? I'm excited for the Power Stone remake. I had that game on Dreamcast and the second one, and those were just like... There were Super Smash Bros. before Super Smash Bros. It was amazing. Wow. Monster Hunter <laughs> 6. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know the legitimacy of these, but uh, it looks interesting. Wow, that must be like a nightmare I for like, the marketing department wow. and everything, because then they have to... What are know? you guys most excited <laughs> for from that list? How, how can they possibly announce these games and get a hype, in the, hype behind them when everyone knows they're coming now? And... I, I still think they can get hype for it if if they do it right like if they if the marketing is right because if you once you you see the name right and you're just like ah okay it's coming out i already knew it but when you see a trailer you're like holy shit this actually looks awesome i can't wait to play it good point um i feel like that was some people's feeling for um uh the last of us part two where even though the story leaked online they were just like actually the the game looks pretty cool still i'm i'm still going to play it but in any case, I 
I'm excited for these. I mean, whether or not all of these are real, you know, as as you both know, the gaming industry is very fickle when it comes to um, projects. So I don't know how far in development any of these are. Uh, I know Resident Evil 4 Remake is definitely um, on Capcom's list because they said so a few months back when um, Resident Evil 3 Remake came out and everyone was clamoring for a remake of 4 because it, it's like the Resident Evil 7 of the... of. I'm sorry, it's like the... It's like the Final Fantasy VII of the Resident Evil universe, in my opinion, because everybody loves four. Like that's some of that's some people's first game into mm-hmm. the Resident Evil franchise. So yeah, yeah, I'm I, I'm excited for the four remake. Uh, everything else, I'm just like, okay, I I I can wait. Yeah, I'll probably play four the four remake since I remember you and Ryan and Matt were talking about that one and re- recommending that one to me. So I'll, I'll I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think there's any issue with playing the the game now. It just just keep in mind that it came out in 2004. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but uh, I think waiting for the remake is also a good option because then you could have a fresh like set of eyes on it as someone that never played 4 because it's it's just so beloved and everyone just everyone wants every Resident Evil game to be like that. <laughs> but I think 7 kind of changed everyone's perspective. Hell, I might even play four <laughs> when it when it's remade. Hell yeah, I'm, I'll you do it. <laughs> Did you play four before? No, Lisa? I have not. Oh, okay. Have you played previous? Have either of you played any Resident Evil games? Me just just seven. That's it. Okay. Okay. I have Lisa? seen videos of seven. And I have played one before, but I don't remember which one it was that I played. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a really long time ago. Oh, for sure. For sure. Four, I think four stands on its own. You don't really need to play any of the previous games to play it because they kind of gloss over what happened in previous events at the beginning of four. And they're just like, yeah, this happened. Anyways, it's not really relevant until until like later on, I guess. Um, But yeah, so there we are. Um, was there a news topic that you wanted to bring up, Elisa? Oh, so regarding that leak, you asked what, what game I'm most excited about. Uh Uh-huh. I need to know more about this new Onimusha game. I, there hasn't been an Onimusha game for like 15 years <laughs> like what is going on right now i think they i think there was an onimusha game that came out but it was just like a remaster for like you know ps4 or something like that but like like a legit game i i i'm that's the one i'm the most curious about yeah it's, it's a franchise that not many people know about, but a lot of people love. I really like that franchise too. Yeah, there, you rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I just the last Onimusha game I remember seeing in stores was the one with French actor Jean Reno. I don't know which one that was, but I remember it was really jarring to see him like wearing samurai armor and holding a gun. I'm like, that's just a French actor in a, a video game. Like, what is what is this? Why is he standing next to the samurai? That was just so weird to me. I was like, what? The game takes place partially in France, and you play with Jean Renault. I'm like, what the heck? Like, what is this? But I mean, I guess it did well. I'm not sure. Did you play it's that the one? Third Alisa? one. I think it's. Oh, okay. I think it's the third one. Like the like the 
the French guy is on the cover, if I recall correctly. Yes, yes. He's on the cover of the game. I'm pretty sure it's the third one. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. I just remember seeing it at Best Buy. I'm like, why is that actor next to that samurai? <laughs> what, is, what is this? <laughs> that, yeah. Um, did you play it? I never played it. I played the first few games. Oh, okay. On PlayStation, um, on PlayStation Two. All right, got it. Because I was, I was always curious about what that game was about because that dude was in it. I'm like, I like that actor, but why is he in this game? <laughs> <laughs> so Onimusha oh. is is like, um, so how man? How do I even describe it? <laughs> so, so it's like the guy. Um, I almost feel like it's like Neo where it's like you have like this samurai um you have the samurai guy and he's but he's also like like killing like monsters and demons and whatnot. Mhm. And then um and then part of the game is like you have like when you kill when you kill demons like you kind of get their mana power. It is Got kind it. of exactly like Neo. <laughs> Except probably not as hard as Neo, and heart wrenching. Heart wrenching mm-hmm. meaning I hate this game because I'm dying. Heart wrenching, not like <laughs> an emotional heart wrenching. But, but yeah, I'm man. I can't believe there's a new Onimusha game. This is ridiculous. This is a ten out of ten leak. <laughs> okay, this I'm glad the, to hear that. This is the best leak I think I've ever heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's real. I mean, I'm not sure, but we'll see, right? Where, 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 where did, where was this leaked again? Or like, like uh, who found it? I read it. I read it on NintendoLife.com. Oh um, wow! Yeah. Can you imagine Capcom... if this was leaked? Someone dropped their USB at a Medieval Times again. Uh oh, God, that would be so bad. <laughs> Um, I think Kotaku reported on it first, and then Capcom came out with an official statement. Um, huh. but then Cap Kotaku is saying Bleeping Computer reported on it. Um, but uh, yeah. So either way, it looks like Capcom's gonna have a very strong next five years. Four years. Yeah. Whether exactly whether or not this is true, I think that they. They're still going to be doing really well. Oh yeah. Um, Capcom is one of those companies that has has done well consistently, even though they're not like the biggest name in gaming. They are a name to be reckoned with because everyone knows at least one of their franchises. Yeah. There's a lot of Street Fighter coming out soon. <laughs> in the <laughs> in like the four year future. True. True. Okay, um, I wanted to end it on one question for DJB. And, um, Alisa, I know you have a time commitment. Is everything okay so uh, far? I am um, probably going to leave in like a minute. Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. I'm going to drop off, and they're going to continue the podcast. And it was nice talking to you, Daniel. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Jeremy. Yeah, see you, Lisa. Take care. All right. Bye.
So yeah. All right, DJB. So I wanted to ask you about the Twitch Music DMCA and if you've right. been affected. Like, how do you how do you feel about that overall? Oh man, it is. It's sad. It really is. Um. I for for those that uh, aren't familiar with my Twitch stream, like I started out music based on the app Twitch Sings. And 90% of my community I met through Twitch Sings. Um, Almost all the friends I made on Twitch were on Twitch Sings. And Twitch Sings earlier this year announced their closure of the game itself. Um, Because of the way DMCAs have uh, affected um, streaming. And it's, it's really sad because, you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of streamers whose only content was music and was uh, Twitch Sings, particularly. And the fact that they have to shut down the game and, you know, all these streamers have to sort of pivot to figure out how to, like, um, still keep going um, when they've built, like, their whole uh, uh, account and all their content around the game, that one game. It, it's... It's just sad to see. Not not only that, but there's a lot of people I know that um, I probably won't interact with ever again, unfortunately, uh, just because, you know, um, because Twitch Sings is shutting down. Um, and, uh, and it's all because of the DMCAs that they just decided earlier this year to just crack down on Twitch. Uh, not just Twitch, but, but Twitch somehow just got hit with it like huge this year and uh, and it's sad <laughs> and it's uh, I think it's it's really dumb and unfair um and I mean yeah I mean what 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 do you what do you think Jeremy I mean like do you do you think people should be able to use copyrighted songs on their content uh even if you know it's just something is you know just uh something like live streaming so yeah that i have a lot of different feelings about that like you know back in the days of like limewire napster and this is kind of a little bit tangential but also related like you could download music for free right um for me it's like i feel like streaming it on live on like basically streaming it live on twitch and downloading it are essentially almost the same because you're providing music for free for other people, right? Um sure. while not a while not exactly one to one, like it's you know, you're 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 giving an audience like music that you I guess I wouldn't say should have paid for, but like you're not asking the copyright or the artist's permission or whoever holds the rights to those permissions to use it in that way. Like when you download a music, like a song for free on LimeWire or, or Napster, like you didn't ask anyone to, to, you didn't ask anyone original rights holder to get it. You just got it. And I guess live streaming it in my opinion is the same way where you're just giving it out and you're not really asking permission. So with that, I can kind of understand, but at the same time, like these songs mean a lot to a lot of people and there's a reason they're playing it on the stream there's a reason they're singing it on twitch sing is because they love that song if, whether you're good at it or not like 
it still yeah. it still holds meaning to you. Um, so I, I definitely see both sides of the coin. It's just it's so difficult, you know. What I don't agree with is how Twitch is handling it, and they're just like like giving everybody who had some lick of that song a copyright strike, and it's like the only yeah. way to avoid it is if you just don't play it. Then it's like I was telling Elisa this in the last podcast, like. Well, then what's the point of having music in the game or like having it on your stream if you can't have that music because like 50% exactly. of a game is music. So, right. Yeah, I mean, if you read the um the blog that Twitch uh posted on November 11th, um, you know, discussing uh the copyright claims in DMCA is, you know, their suggestion, which is stupid, is to turn off the music in your options on games. <laughs> so you play the game without music. I'm like, "What?" Can mm-hmm. you imagine playing a Final Fantasy game without the music? I mean, my God, <laughs> oh, dude, that would that would be like that. Oh my God, the music's so beautiful. Like you, oh my, ugh. Yeah, and on top of that, like there was a guy on I know on Twitter that um, he posted a screenshot of getting a strike on his on his uh, stream from. Uh, supposedly a copyrighted audio clip of of a subway sound. It's just like a sound bite, you know, like of a subway, like just like the howling of a train. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you got a strike for that. Like that, that to me, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it's and I I get it. You know, I I do understand what you were mentioning and everything. And yeah, I mean, like this stuff is this stuff is like these are intellectual properties, I suppose, but. Um, uh, it just, I don't know. It just, it, to me, it's just like, it's just like, uh, trying to ruin everyone's party for the sake of doing so that that's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me. You know, there's, there's better ways to go about like trying to control your copyrighted, um, materials. And I think that this just kind of Ah man, it it just sucks, and it and I feel bad for so many more people who, um, uh, streamers in particular that I know, that don't really think they can um they can pivot their streams to something else, if if not if not music, and you know as a music streamer as well, um, it does concern me, even though from what I understand, if you're playing it. Uh, if you're playing a song that's copyrighted and you're you're not using any actual sound, uh, you're you know you're like you're playing an instrument and you're using your own vocals and you're using um, uh, and you're and you're singing it yourself. I think it's okay for now. Apparently, it's okay. I guess, but you mm-hmm. never know in the future. And and yeah, man, it's just it's it's horrible. It's like so. That's the thing I worry about for you because I love your music stream so much. Like you, you take requests, you you sing a song. Um, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, and I I worry about that if if they're taking down people for a subway sound, like you could be susceptible to just singing a cover of a song, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So let me pose this question to you: When Twitch issues a DMCA takedown is it twitch doing it or is it the copyright holder from what i understand it's the copyright holder contacting twitch and twitch then contacts the 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 user so okay 
Yeah. Uh, like okay. based based on their their the wording of the the notification that they posted, it's basically saying that they're they were just as surprised by all the copyright claims legally as like the actual users on Twitch, like Twitch's legal team. Um, right. Yeah. So I, from what I understand, it's like Twitch is kind of they feel like their hands are tied. Okay. So. Okay. That that's interesting. Um, the, the reason I ask that is because, um, you have artists like T-Pain who are coming out and saying, Hey guys, I made this beat music pack that you can use. It's totally free. It's totally okay to use it on your stream. You don't have to credit me. You just have to, you, you can just use it. But then there's a lot of other legal ramifications coming from that too, because sure. Yeah. It's like, what if the, the music holder is suddenly like, Hey, that's not fair. We're actually not going to do this anymore, even though you made all this T-Pain, because we're the one that managed you. And now what T-Pain says is discredited because because the label's like, nah, dude, you can't do that. And now all the music that you have on your stream that was from T-Pain is now going to be DMC striked because of that. So right. how do you feel about that? Like using someone else's, like a high-profile musician's free beats? Um, How do I feel about using them? Like, uh... Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people have been using like lo-fi hip hop. That's that's there's like a lot of um, sites that have been popping up, uh, um, you know, marketing towards streamers saying like, you'll never get a copyright claim on these songs. These are all f free to use and, and stuff like that. But, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, um, you know, uh, it, it, you, you never know about what might be, what might change and um and the fact that like uh, it, i don't know man it, it's it's hard to say <laughs> i've been mm -hmm. trying to be careful um i could be more careful <laughs> i've been mm -hmm. like even last night i was researching because um um uh i was under the impression that you can use up to 15 seconds of a copyrighted song and 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 without like without penalty because that's what i do i <laughs> every time i clutch on valorant i play this tagalog song <laughs> i heard for, that it <laughs> <laughs> was so funny just for comedy and you know because uh, you know why not <laughs> mm -hmm, and what mm -hmm. i've been doing recently is like i just have a clutch theme for everybody that i play with you know, so if um, if my friend BDK clutches, I'll play the the TV Patrol theme. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so. But I was researching like, could I get striked for just playing those? You know, and it, I guess it's possible. I mean, if this guy like got um, got a claim uh, against his account for using that subway sound, I mean. I don't know. And that's that's what's concerning me. Uh, I, I read an article basically last night saying you're actually not as safe as you think you are if you're just mm. using 15 seconds of a of a song. Um, you can you can probably try to argue your case, but ultimately, if you get a strike, you're going to have to, I guess, cease. <laughs> and that's and that's what's sad, man. I it I I feel like streaming is probably going to have to shift somehow um based on the way um these uh DMCAs are affecting it and I don't I'm not I'm not even sure how 
I hope I hope that the music category doesn't get shut down completely because that would be horrible. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, there's a lot of really talented musicians, professional and like you know hobbyists that use Twitch to like showcase their music. Um, I think someone that comes to mind immediately for me is like Herman Lung, the um, the Dragon Force dude. Okay. Yeah, he he's a guitarist and he he plays his music. He yeah, he's got plays his own songs on stream. Like, I don't think he's gonna get copyright strike for playing his own music, right? Unless he issues it himself. But why the hell would he do that? Um, so it, sure. it would suck if it would suck if Twitch is like, you know what, no more music at all. Because right now it seems like they're heading in that direction, but they're not fully committing to it. Um, and then it would just it would just like rem- it would it would remove music from twitch entirely and that that sucks you know because like i feel like music is a is a huge part of twitch even though it started out as like other things video games included i feel like it's branched off to a lot more things than just video games um it'd be sad because again like i feel like you're you're a good streamer for being in like multiple different spaces like you have your music thing going on you got your game thing going on and then you dabbled in like some outdoor adventure randonauting <laughs> stuff yeah, sure. which is really cool so um i mean i feel like i feel like you're a good like test case for this whole thing for the the like for when the ultimate of evolution of live streaming because i mean i feel like twitch is definitely at the forefront and they're gonna help determine where the new direction goes and if music is not part of it that's gonna be really sad sure uh, I mean, I guess thankfully I'm I'm sort of a little fish <laughs> at this point. True, right now. true. You know, um, I I'm sure if I was a much bigger streamer like that that uh, like a partnered streamer or something, like you know things might be different. Um, and I do know partnered streamers, and uh, I I uh, I feel for them because you know they're they they basically represent the Twitch brand. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, like uh, it's it's all it's all up in the air, and it's it's concerning, and yeah. Does that mean like your alerts, or if they have music, or like if they have a sound effect, they're gonna get they're potentially getting striked, even though if they're less than like fifteen seconds? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. That's another thing I didn't even realize. Like, I use one of my alerts as, like, a small clip from DBZ. I wonder if, like, you know, <laughs> I might get uh, notified from Funimation or something. <laughs> yeah, or, like, Toei is going to come out and be like, yo, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would that'd be terrible. Um, But, okay, you haven't been affected personally, right, from all this? No. No, okay. I, I haven't gotten a strike so far. I've I've had the th- the things that I've had are just portions of my streams have been muted for like uh, watching on demand. That's about it. Oh, like, I see. I see. Yeah, they're like we have detected copyrighted audio, so we're we've muted it, and that, and that's that's just that's it. I see. Because I remember you did a um a podcast with your podcast mates, and you were talking about wrestling. Um, and you're like, oh no, TOS, TOS. So like when you're trying to show some video and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's true. You don't want to get, don't want to get hit by the man. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you know, that also probably 
I should have been a little bit more concerned about that now in retrospect, you know, because I know WWE is very careful about like, um, you know, their product. Uh, you, you put any WWE videos on YouTube, they're they're very um, vigilant about like trying to take stuff down, make sure that like you know their content isn't uh, being shown elsewhere. But but yeah, that, that's crazy. <laughs> just, I mean. It's good that they're adamant, but at the same time, like, oh, man, that's it, it, for wrestling fans who want to make fan content. Uh, it's just, it's, it sucks, you know? Right. Yeah. But, well, all right, man. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Because I've always been curious about what you thought about that whole thing after it went down earlier this month. And uh, I was like, so, it, it just turned out that so many people had strikes and they were all confused as to why. And then Twitch came out and they were like, yeah. And everyone's like, no. So, well, yeah, man. Here's to hoping that everything goes well and continues to go well. Right. Yeah. Um, But, all right. So, DJB, uh, you have the floor. Um, please, Is there anywhere that people can follow you? Where can people find out more about you? Sure, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, DJ Babinkahan. Uh, also on twitch.tv slash DJ Babinkahan. Of course, I stream on Mondays and Fridays. Um, and I also do uh, music streams uh, at least once a month uh, with my wife. And um, we do them on the weekends. And uh, let's see, where else? Um, oh, I have uh, I'm a part of the Bostos crew, which we have been doing a monthly podcast um, interviewing uh, people in the uh, who've made waves in the entertainment industry, particularly people of color, and um, and you can find that on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, so please check that out, the Bostos Podcast, and uh, that's it. Shout out to the Bostos Podcast. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm I really am. I'm not saying that jokingly. I genuinely. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I genuinely like your guys' content, and I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Um, and, um, yeah, all the links to all of DJB's stuff are going to be in the description of wherever this podcast is hosted. Um, some housekeeping stuff on my end. If you want to um, send us a comment or question, you can go to www.downtime.live. You can click on the contact button. That will take you to a form to fill out, and it'll send us a... Um, comment or question directly to our email. You can also email us the old-fashioned way at contact at downtime.live and uh, we'll read any of your questions and comments on the podcast. We're on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, leave us a comment wherever this podcast is hosted. We'll read it on the podcast. We currently have five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, so if you leave us a review, we would love to read that on the podcast. You can join our Discord by clicking on the link in the description of wherever this is hosted. You can also go to our website and click on the word community, and that will give you an invite link to join our Discord server. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, at Downtime Live, where we post whatever, really, our thoughts. Um, retweet, like, news articles, um, stuff like that. Uh and um that's it djb man thanks again for joining the podcast it's always a pleasure to have you on 
No, thank you, man. I uh, really enjoy every time I'm on. And by the way, congratulations to you guys, 150 episodes. So. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's it was a long road. Um, we're not stopping though. We're gonna keep going. And I I, I wish you and the Bostos crew success uh, in your continued podcast adventures as well. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Downtime Podcast, episode 150. Have a good rest of your night or day. <laughs>